Table Talk is not your typical D&D TTRPG podcast. We are not here to run you through our whole campaign. We're here to talk about everything else in the space of Table Talk. I'm your host, Alejandra Wilhelm. And I'm also your host, Mariah Gresham. And we're your tabletop roleplay girlies. Alrighty, and we are live back at it with another episode of Table Talk. We have another wonderful, beautiful guest episode for you today. We thankfully had someone donate to the charity part of our you are you're on our rival team for the charity drive aren't you oh really <laughs> yeah <laughs> ryan oh uh, whatever ryan told me he was like it was one of my own team and i was like betrayal <laughs> listen i didn't know i was on a team until i donated and then i yeah and then i joined a team so i really screwed ourselves when we did that but it's fine they do spring it on. They do be springing it on you sometimes. They're like, "Oh man, you have just given this shirt, and you're like, this is your team now. You die with them." It's like, "Okay, cool, <laughs> great, 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 yes. no problem." Take this laser on it. Go. In case you're new to it, we have been part of a charity drive for the month of January to raise money for Doctors Without Borders, and Erin is part of that charity drive, and Ooh. we've been split up into two teams. You want to give us a little bit about yourself, what you do, as well as where people can find you? Uh, yeah, I'm Erin Mann. I do a lot of nonprofit work for a theater in Chicago that I'm literally today just like not no longer a part of. It's been like eight or nine years and I'm going to be branching out. But as soon as I found out that Run DMG was doing some nonprofit stuff, had to jump in as soon as I heard about it. But I'm based in Chicago, Illinois. I do a lot of theater, a lot of voiceover stuff. And my day job is a sound engineer uh, for a podcast network. And it's I'm just out here living life. And obviously, I'm a huge, massive Dungeons and Dragons nerd uh, that helps produce and edit the that big D&D energy podcast as the DM. So yeah, that's about me. And I'm also on TikTok, that, that big D&D energy that goes to our link tree and all that good stuff. Which Jesus Christ, your content is fucking hysterical. As soon as I saw you, I don't know how I found you before, but when the donation thing came in, I was like, let me go check them out. And I about binged your profile. Yeah, it's like how is this not crossed either Ollie or my because basically our for you page page has been slacking apparently. Yeah, and it's like how did we? It's so surprising. Like when I when I did join this like charity run, how many creators that like I just didn't know about. Yeah, um, that post incredibly similar content, and you know, obviously that has to do with the algorithm. But like Mm it, it it just wild that we've never crossed paths as a group like this it just baffles me insane to me i think (laughs) your video for the drive specifically doing like offering the shorzy strad roasts about yeah (laughs) that was good that was very strong i I do a couple of the personalized ones like across tiktok or someone will roast someone else on tiktok and i'll do those publicly but let me tell you something the ones that Mm -hmm. i send out individually Oh my God. I feel sometimes I feel bad when I'm sending them because I'm just like, oh man, I really went in on this one. And I feel like, yeah. oh fuck. I hope they don't. You're say like, anything. this might be a hate crime. I don't even know. <laughs> like, I have to go and that's it. But man, like, yeah, there's roasting gotten... as a love language and then there's just late <laughs> bullying. Yeah. And it's like, I where's that fun. line? Who knows? Who's to say? Yeah. I haven't gotten any negative reviews yet. So we'll see what happens. Keep that up. <laughs> incredible but yeah we wanted to just kind of honestly 
Well, we're seeing where the spirit takes us tonight, but tell me a little bit about your game specifically, the, the, that big D and D energy. Like, sure. So it kind of started off as just like a joke. Like my partner and I were together and like, we had been playing D and D with a friend group for a while. And like, we obviously started uh, more toward the beginning of the pandemic where a lot of people were starting podcasts and we wanted to communicate with our friends a bit more than we already were and communicate with those that we haven't spoken to in a long time just to, you know, check in, see how they're doing. And I don't really know how it came up, but like she used to use the phrase, man, that has big dick energy or whatever. Yeah. And like just all the time, like she was going through that phase of using that phrase. And I was trying to come up with the title for the podcast and she said that phrase again. And I was like, I have to make this happen. Like this has to be the title. And I started working on a, a logo and I was like, well, you got to start with an eggplant. That has to be the Clearly. beginning. You got to. I, obviously. Add some magical dragon wings, a wizard hat, some stars, and you've got yourself a magical flying eggplant logo and that big D&D energy, which is now kind of like morphed into like a satirical bunch of bros like running around doing the most ridiculous, dumb stuff but also has its like serious role play moments and it's with a bunch mm. of professional actors. So like it's been a wild ride. It's just been such a blessing to learn a new skill, get a job out of it and then just like keep recording with these people month to month. But yeah, that's that's that big D&D energy in a nutshell. I love that. I love that. Cool. Yeah, it, we're, it's really cool to, especially like meeting new creators and learning about like their actual plays and starting to check out like, especially right now because we we've been considering starting our own. Um, right. So I'm I'm very much like looking a little bit at what everybody else is doing and trying to figure out okay, like what's what's the space that we're gonna fill? What's the thing that we're gonna do different? Yeah, and then just as any good DM does, just steal the good bits from everybody else and mesh it into your own little creation. But yeah, that's I love that you have like a group of actors and that you you seem like you have like a very specific dynamic at your table. Kind of similar to us, to be honest, because like we we have it's kind of us, but inverted. Like we have a lot of serious RP moments, but it gets broken in there with the like funny bullshit nonsense that you get that you have on at the table. And then we're very much more like RP heavy and then uh, with occasional moments of combat. (laughs) But most of the time, these girls will talk their fucking way out of combat anyway. (laughs) So I don't ever have to worry too hard we definitely all the opposite problem <laughs> yeah, yeah like yeah. one of us well one of us is a math girly but she's not running the game so it's like everyone else is like cool we're gonna commit to the bit of not making ollie do a ton of math <laughs> oh no i'm too i'm too pretty and too bisexual to do that math so yeah. <laughs> like i'm I running a game a or a tattoo yeah. somewhere but it needs to be <laughs> <laughs> I think that's on like our, our list of merch to make. It's on our list of merch. <laughs> Absolutely. That'll sell a hundred percent of the inventory. Because it's it's very true. That was the one of the biggest like hangups I had about starting to DM because like we used to we always played in games that were pretty even keel. Like it was even keel between combat and RP. And for me, it was so intimidating from a player perspective, the idea of having to do all that mental like math and our old dm was an accountant so yeah. he just like so he was fine that shit off the dome 
And I was like, mm, couldn't be me. I feel like I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna hold everybody up while I'm trying to do simple math. <laughs> well, I pull out well, I on dust off my T eighty nine calculator from like ninth grade and I'm like she has batteries, she's still working. Did you do the math right? Uh, no, but I spelled a very specific word. If you turn this upside down here, thank you so much. Okay, yeah. mm -hmm. I mean, this is where my talents are. Thank you. Yeah, no, but honestly, now that I've gotten behind like the screen, it's not that it's not that terrible. And then I do be out here with like my whole ass computer behind the screen. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, uh, yeah, no, the internet is at my fingertips. No one will ever catch me slipping. You're not having a time it's, to it's table your way through that. Like, it's fine. No, it's all good. It's all good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's fucking rough out here. It is. For those of you who listen to actual plays and these kind of podcasts, the setup just like to make it happen, no matter what your situation is, just to co like cobble it all together is always a challenge. No matter if you're like, you've high end equipment or low end equipment, doesn't matter. It's always a task. We are doing it online yeah. in person, whatever. Like it takes so much. And once you're, once you're actually starting to try to do it and you're like, okay, let me start researching it. You're like, fuck. First, yep. You don't know what you don't know until you start looking into it. It's like any, it's very similar to like our experience with the podcast. Like when we first started kind of doing it on a whim. And then as we started trying to make it better, it's like, oh, cool. There's like 85 million things that we didn't consider that we now need to consider and start doing and take into account for. And it's all like cool stuff. It's good skills to learn and stuff. But it is that you reach that point where it's, it's a very shallow pool. And then just this chasm yawns open. And it's like, cool. <laughs> That's the actual space. You stare off into the with. abyss. Yeah. yeah and like, like a lot. That's like a lot of what we've been talking back and forth on with like planning for the actual play and stuff, especially because we want ours to be in person, like with our main Ooh, group. Because yeah, we that's played, rough. Yeah, we play yeah. much better. Well, with that, with our core group, like we really could only do it in person and we, we all play much better in person. Sure. But like production wise, there's yeah. a whole lot more to consider with that. And so like, the project for the back half of this year is like the narrative audio podcast that we can just, I can write and we can like script and have. It'll be much easier to produce. Yeah. That'll be like our next baby step, like up toward <laughs> the big daddy act. Like the next, yeah, as we spend the next like year and a half to two years of basically yeah. like accumulating equipment. Mariah's gonna get a house. <laughs> We're just gonna figure yeah. shit out as it I'm goes. Move to Houston. Um, and so is our other friend that's currently living out here. Cause I know I can't afford to buy a house in Austin. I, I don't live in Austin now, technically. I live in Cedar Park. I just say I live in Austin for the same reason that like we say Ollie lives in Houston when she lives in the woodlands. <laughs> it's like it's close enough. It's a clean 40 minutes away from Houston, but nobody nobody needs to nobody start road mapping to figure to. out where that is. Well, once you start, you know, actually getting the place, you can just do what all the other actual play live D&D creators do and just stick a huge two by four on your ceiling and hang a bunch of microphones like it's some sort of weird spider creature and go from there. Yeah, you know, everyone wants to do that. <laughs> 
<laughs> am arachnophobic. Oh, cool. cool. So no I'll just make sure it'll just be me. You know, do you remember? This might be a very, you're either going to get this immediately or I'm making a very obscure reference that no one's going to get. So Did either of you either have like when you were little, the like grabby claw toys that were like, I had some that were like dinosaur mouths. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay, great. I, you never know. I'm a cultured woman. I've been to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> okay. We, you never know. Sometimes you say shit like that and people look at you like you've left the moral coil. And I'm like, well, I'll, I'm going to go to my corner now. But it's just, it'll be me in a house with those just like tapping the light on to not see. Yeah, no. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know that. I don't know that plywood on the ceiling is going to be the move. I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. We're very aesthetic as I can't do Yeah, I like, I would not live with that. Um, wireless road microphones it is we love it we love to see it or like floor floor wires we can get you can put a nice sure. down like yeah <laughs> a nice rug to cover just the massive cables that are, that are webbing through the house yeah now i'm just like picturing you scrolling tiktok and seeing those creators that do those live sessions where you see it from the ceiling and you're just like hey, listen scroll scroll More scroll power. nah scroll 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 i feel like now I'm power to it. like we like my phone is listened to me and it's like oh great i shall now so show her the audio ceiling spider <laughs> i'm so sorry it's okay. i'll let you know if I, if I see them <laughs> i mean like it is like a, it is a good, I get why people would do that. It is to just like rig it from the ceiling. It would be really cute if you like had, I mean, no, no houses like this, but you know, like the like industrial, like exposed brick apartments that have like, and there's like iron railings on the roof. Like that would be a sick setup for something like that. If your house is like that, cause then you could just loop them. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay. So what you're saying is you're going to build the house then instead of buy a house. I dig it. No, I can't do it's that. A good not right now. Maybe, maybe later <laughs> in my life, but no, not right now. Fair mm-hmm. enough. That's a lot of that's a lot of effort. No. In this economy? Come on. In this economy? No. No, thank you. Man, no. I do want to know. So talk to me a little bit about like how like your your specific tabletop journey. Like how'd you get into the hobby and how has it become like what it is now? Uh yeah. So other than being a D&D nerd, I'm a huge theater nerd as well. Um, going through college, getting my BFA in theater studies and all that good stuff. And then moving out to Chicago, not immediately, but pretty close to immediately after graduation to, you know, make my way in the biz and all that good stuff. I needed an outlet to, you know, do something that was not me sitting at home playing video games on my computer, but rather like expressing my acting chops in some sort of character or some sort of like world like creation way and Mm -hmm. like i didn't even know DD existed to be honest until i got out of college which to be honest thank god that i didn't (laughs) because that's all i would have done it wouldn't derailed you you would not have made it probably (laughs) yeah would not have graduated and i will be honest with myself about that very different life but once I did finally figure that out, it gave me the tr- the chance to, you know, be open with these characters that I could create, be open with these worlds that I could create or like just derive from if it was already pre-generated and all that good stuff. So that's that's just kind of how it started. And it started with friends and it merged into something that we all talked about as a group prior to the pandemic and created it out of thin air, just like a lot of people. But man, it 
change like I know this sounds corny for a tabletop role playing game, but like it really does like change your life a little bit depending on how much you invest into it and throw into it. So yeah, that's kind of in my tabletop journey of theater merging into this thing that I love to do. Yeah, it's an amalgamation of so many different hobbies like theater and improv and writing and acting and like art and like art direction and stage management and there's like an audio element if you're recording it and it's it's so many things at once that it's just there it almost there is something for almost everyone and math if you're a math there can be so much math if you're a math yeah, person if you, if you want to get crunchy with it there's a lot there's yeah. lots of math to be fucking done crunch. <laughs> or like none if you just don't feel like doing yeah it, you know have other people do it for you at the table it's yeah. fine yeah it is it is an interesting it's an interesting hobby because it's like yeah like you said it can be adapted to just about anybody and there's a little bit of something for anybody that has even like a remote creative interest in anything mm-hmm. really because it can really like stimulate that part that part of your brain if you're you know and even if you're not super creative or you're more into like the strategy and the like you said the crunchiness the math you can definitely find and play that that version of that game. But the way that it's yep. so customizable to everybody, you can go on the other end of the spectrum and you're like, if I don't want to touch a single, like if I don't want to do any numbers, we can do that for yeah. between three to eight hours. <laughs> we can yeah. just play and out. No spiders, hundred percent. None of that. And no spiders, not, no not spider. a single spider was had. There's definitely not a spider Only- too many staring me in the face. Okay, but that spider merchant mini. Okay, I'm a arach- so like I'm our friend Bex is very arachnophobic. My thing with spiders, I don't want to touch them. I don't want them to touch sure. me. Yeah, but I very I love that they eat like gnats and smaller annoying bugs. Have a ton of respect for their role in the ecosystem. See, not Just please don't touch me. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. like you can live in my apartment if you're above six feet, <laughs> six feet. Like I probably have like nine-ish foot not ceiling. Seen, I guess. Yeah, like I'm like five, six. So above six feet is for you. Below that's for me. Please don't be on my kitchen counter. That's all I ask. We can go Absolutely. habitate so well. But if you hop on me like mid stride, that's not, that's not Mm-mm. chill. Mm-mm. That's not for you. Mm-mm. Oh, that's not the territory. No, oh, yeah. absolutely not. I'm not literally for you to crawl all over. <laughs> I almost put my Honda Civic in a ditch in high school because there was I was driving to this is a very me centric story. I was I'm from a very small town. Like my the house I grew up in was just like down the street from the high school, and I was driving back to the band hall because I was a band kid. Color guard and French horn, obviously. Hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> but. I was driving back to like for something, it was like a game, or we were leaving to go on a trip or something. And as I was driving, there's a small motion on my dashboard, and I was like, "What was that?" I kind of looked at my eyes, and I and I saw it. I saw the little leggies, and I was like, mm-hmm. "No, no, it's not." Mm-hmm. I was I was gonna live in blissful ignorance, and then it moved again, and I'm like, "Please don't, please don't, friend." And then it turned around, and I could see its little spider face, and I'm like, "You're gonna do it, aren't you? Please don't do it. Please don't do it." And then it just jumped. Like mm. it, it, it was on the dashboard. It bunched its little legs. It left the dashboard, and my car left the road. Yeah, I don't know where the spider ended up, <laughs> but I very narrowly. Thankfully, I went to the side of the road that wasn't 
like a six foot ditch and I went to one that was like a three foot and like a Honda Civic, which six is six inches off the ground. And I swerved it in enough time before it was fully stuck. And then you got the gasoline out of the trunk and you burned it. I mean, it had to be done. No, see, see, I'll live live in blissful ignorance. If I don't see that spider, that spider's gone. That's not my business anymore. Once it's left her, her, her periphery. That's that's the NPC like hmm, must have yeah. been nothing and then continues that's on the, about that's the business. white woman in me. I will live in blissful ignorance. And like mm, I said that and I'm like, ooh, that's deep and darker than I meant it. Um <laughs> I was just talking about spiders and that has other implications, which it doesn't apply. But oh yeah, fully. There was a, a spider descended from a, my a ceiling, like in my apartment in college. And I matrixed under the spider. I was on the couch as the most athletic thing I'd done the in the last six months. It's the move. Grab, yeah. Grabbed my keys, my phone, and my wallet. Left. Went to a friend's house for like a few hours. Came back. There was, no long, there was no longer a spider dangling over my couch. I pretended like that never happened. And I went to bed. Excellent decisions. And I finished it's the semester and I graduated. And they just be like, cool, I guess I'm just breaking my lease and never coming back. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not that committed to the bit. One of the best purchases I've ever made is an electric racket. I don't know if you know anything about those. But my mom used to have yeah. one of those. Highly recommend because I will literally be home alone, see a spider and yell out to myself. We had a deal and just like go through that in my head. Of like yeah. you stay on your side and I stay on my side. Yeah, and you're like, clearly violating that contract right now, mm-hmm. Jerry. Yeah, it's like I laid out a contract. You walked through the ink pad with your little spider feet and walked, mm-hmm. and that was your signature. And then I signed it, and like we had an agreement. I've fully woken my father up at like two a.m. when I was still living in my parents' house Been because, there. in my defense, it was a daddy long leg, and he was about the size of like you know like those gold dollars i'm just really pulling mm. weird references out of the book today that like with legs you know they're a little bon- and i'm like that's too much spider so i had to go <laughs> far too much i don't care like, if they don't if they can't hurt people i don't care look at him i don't care he's hurting my brain right now just by seeing him yeah I, did, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't want him to die i just didn't want him to be right. on my ceiling just exactly. be outside unbelievable we have a salt shotgun in my house <gasps> Those are sick, and I've never gotten those. One. Are also yeah, they're a hundred percent worth it. I mo- for me, the most part, I'm like bugs don't really bother me. I am the certified spider killer. Whenever it does come to happen, like at Mariah's or anybody else of my spiders friends. crawl in all um, room to die in the AC. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they they dead do. Ass I fully really cohabitate with spiders, and like every once in a while, they just they, be they, they under my window all the time. Yeah. Listen, it's really <laughs> hot in Texas. I understand them wanting to die in the AC. I can't. <laughs> Like their last, for that. last thing that they want. Yeah. Sure. Okay, just right outside of my window. So they like chill there and they're like, ooh, it's nicer in here. And then they just happen to die yeah. on the windowsill. Get a little cool so, air on so your carapace before you leave the mortal coil. That's it's you know fine, good, for them. good for them. Yeah. My issue is bitches that fly, specifically because I'm don't a curly haired woman. Yeah, I don't like that. And they will get caught and they will never they will. see the light of day. Unnecessary. I hate myself. And then they're still there. And now you ha- <laughs> now it's a you problem. No, I've they had die? like June bugs. June bugs are bad. Their, their little, their little, little sticky legs. Leg. Why are their legs so um, short? Why are they so? Yeah, I've they had why them they like fly that? in past my neck. No, and get stuck no. in the back of my head. No, mm. and I looked. No. I remember I was outside. I looked at my father, and I was like, "I'm gonna decapitate myself in front of you, forward, right here. I'm gonna move on myself, just right here." 
just cut all of it off. I don't know. <laughs> suddenly I have an undercut. Yeah, suddenly it's a bob. I need this piece. It's a no, that's a no for me, Chief. Yeah. Ergo, at our games, since I'm the DM, <laughs> no spiders oh, in the no Yeah, that's how we got off on this very weird tangent. Because all because I, I was like, how soon here? I was like, how the fuck did we get off on this? Like, because I took us here and I don't remember which path <laughs> to hell I went and down. Said you're you're with bugs. me now. <laughs> as if we're going. But it had a point, as it always does, before I wildly derail something. Like when we were at PAX, like we were at like a mini stand, and Ollie was picking out minis, and there was a really cute like spider merchant mini, and he like has Howl's Moving Castle, which is like my comfort GB Ghibli film. If the house was like a spider that carried his goods on his back in a cute way. Okay. Like okay. he has a lot of legs, but they're for weight distributions for all his goods that he purveys. He's fine. Okay. He's a good lad. He has legs because I dropped him. Right. Yeah. There was a tragedy. He's fine. Um, okay. He's doing fine, we'll allow it. But no goods were harmed. But uh, yeah, he is down one leg. No, he's down. He's down like two or three, honestly. He's oh, then yeah, he's barely a spider. Last legs. He's basically a dog. Then that's a dog. Now. <laughs> I'm gonna find them. It's that's perfect. A just, that's a Even crunchy more. dog now. That's a domestic pet. <laughs> yeah, that's a friend. Name him Spot. Good. Anyway, moving on <laughs> to non-arachnid-centered. Do you talkers. have any irrational fears you have to stay away from? Oh God, irrational fears. Uh, ooh, this one's necessarily like irrational, but like heights. For me, I like, mm. and it's not even the fact that like I'm afraid anymore. Like when I was a kid, 100% did not high places me. No, absolutely not. But like now my body has evolved into going from fear to just straight up passing out sometimes. That's not and, good. Like, isn't it? Yeah, it's not great at all. There are times <laughs> so, like, where that's unsafe. Yes. <laughs> and like, be like, what if we turned it off and turned it on again? <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what happened because like when i would be like loading in a set or something like that and like people would be like oh well i need your help hanging this light or whatever on top of this ladder i'd be like here's the thing well, we're not i want to help you and this is not me pretending to be lazy but like i can't get up there and if i get up there right now we're not gonna finish any of the work today but i will straight up pass out like i feel like it's the same it's akin to like people who see blood and pass out. It's like the same, but heights, I guess. So I don't the know if it's like, like let's not experience this. And so it goes unconscious, yeah. but then you're also up high and the muscles also go unconscious and there are consequences for that. Cause we live with gravity. Mm -hmm. Your and body doesn't think that far. My body's probably like, and by the time you wake up, you'll be on the ground. It's fine. You'll be on the ground. And yeah. we've solved the problem. Safe and sound. Just one part of your brain is operating with like, communication from nothing else yeah like, oh i weirdly love heights i just like don't trust my joints so i'm not wild about falling yeah because like my ankles just be rolling when a wind blows yep now i'm just thinking about it i'm just i'm just getting a little you know black what did you, out okay, right now <laughs> okay well what did you else did you say bees oh yeah that and well not like not like the big bumbles the big bumbles are fine big i like them. fuzzy bumbles i love yeah, a big, big bumbles. uh but like Hornets? I'll okay, hornets, hornet. hornets, are, hornets are bees. Hornets are hornets. Don't hornets. degrade Don't degrade my sweet, stripey friends. Wasps. Well, maybe... Mm, 
Hornets and wasps. What does a hornet look like? What does that one look like? They're the sharp. They're like the yellow jacket. The sharper ones. Yeah, they they're not. They look like a wasp. They look like a wasp. Are hornets and wasps the same thing? No. Are they? I don't know. I'm about to Google this show. I don't know. (laughs) Sean's gonna correct us, and that's fine. I know they're not bees, but the bees that drill holes in hornet wasps are a little spicy. Oh, they are not the same thing. No. Appar- according to Google, I didn't even type the whole fucking thing. It was just like, you idiot. Here you <laughs> go. Said, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough um, people have asked the question. Yeah. So definitely wasps, then. I will change that answer. Wasps. Yeah, I hate those. Ice. I hate They're not great. Ugh. The spiders can have them. <laughs> 100%. They're tasty. I have, I have an irrational fear of birds. Large mm-hmm. gatherings of birds. Specific. Oh. I can fuck with a bird individually. I was, you know, I was about to say, like, what about like pet birds? Like, yeah, I can, I can fuck with okay. pet birds. Cool. cool. After it's like when they are bird. large groups. Yeah, it's it's strictly crow, dependent upon how many birds do I think I can take in a fight. Realistically. Yeah. And once it's too many birds, that's when that's when I start panicking. Okay. Well, then you have to think about like the middle ground too of like. What about penguins? It's different for different kinds of birds too. Like if they're little birds, I'm like, mm, I can take more of those. But if they're if they're like a crow or a raven, then we're we're looking mm-hmm. at a solid five to six. You know, yeah. I can see where you're coming from. Hundred yeah. percent. I it come it comes from I had an a like I had a reoccurring nightmare where it was like very Groundhog's Day. I remember all of my dreams. I also lucid dream to preface. Um, so like when I'm in the dream, I can remember all the dreams I've ever had. So normally the lucid dreaming kicks in where I'm like, oh, I remember this one. And then I'm just like, I got the wheel. And this was one where like the dream would start like a normal day, whatever. And like in the periphery, like barely noticeable, a bird would like eat a bug. And like later in the dream, they'd eat like, I don't know, a, a, a mouse or something. And then it would start building up to bigger and bigger prey until they start attacking people. Yeah. Mm. It's like so the first few times I had this dream, if you don't notice the first few like small yeah. signs, you just get fucking mollywopped by gangs. You come birds. to when birds are taken down at German Shepherd and you're like, what the fuck's and going you're like, on? Oh, we have like five minutes to figure out what the fuck we're gonna do. So then eventually, you know, after dying a couple times, I'm like, okay, I need to figure out once I fir- notice the first bird eat a bug, I'm like, okay, I have maybe like half an hour. Or something yeah. to figure out what the fuck before they get bold. Well, to find a way to convince my dream family and friends that I'm not crazy. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I know how hard they are to convince us. Yeah. Because <laughs> so like, we're not believing. And get them inside. <laughs> yeah. We're not <laughs> believing the bird conspiracy. And eventually it got to the point where we survived. And but now because I've had that dream so many times, it's caused like a an immediate reaction of fear when I'm like driving. And you know, at sunset they fucking gather on the power lines and shit. Or when you see them flying in formation, they're just waiting. Yeah, look at them. They're just like the anxiety kicks in in me, and I'm like, I know I'm safe. I know I'm in my car. But there's been times when like a flock of birds has flown like swooped over my car and I screamed <laughs> like a mad woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. that's too much for me. And the worst is like, okay, so we we me and Mariah will be like playing Baldur's Gate and stuff. And it's oh, funny yeah. because obviously Baldur's Gate has has much spider content. It does. Um, too much, so, some would say. Know, I, much didn't, I didn't go back down on that well <laughs> until I was like level nine. And I yeah. killed oh, yeah. the big spider in one round before she even went. 
I went down there once, like, because I left. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I can't. I'm going to crawl out of my skin. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I made the comment once or twice where I was like, you know, it's crazy that, like, it's still, like, it affects you even when you know it's a video game, but there's a degree of separation there. And then I get to to the shadow fell. I'm doing my shit. I'm just be popping around, fighting shadows and whatever. Yeah. Making my way downtown. Exploring. And then I see that little like bird carcass that's on the floor that's glowing yeah. all weird. And I'm a loot goblin. So of course I'm like, yeah, yeah I want the feather that's probably on this carcass. But, but um, in your defense, it's not a weird amount of bird car bird carcasses. Car-chi? It's a single bird. Car-chi? It's like <laughs> it's a, a single, single bird. bird carcass. Yeah. And I interact with it and suddenly there's like 20 of them fuckers surrounding so my mid. character to the degree where I can no longer see her. And yeah. I remember being on a call with my friend and I felt like throwing up. Yeah. <laughs> I was panicking. I, I'm and not I afraid of the firewall yeah. over me and my fucking party. <laughs> We're all dying. Because you didn't have a cleric with you, did you? Did you? That was- See when I, I mean, and it has to be good for fucking nothing. Cause I had sh- well, Shadow Heart just turned undead, <laughs> so it's like I had Shadow Heart. So I just because I it scared I the fuck out of me. In a state where that's magic fair. was not it. That's fair. It's visceral. I, yeah. On my road, I cast a scroll of firewall and I nuked everybody. Like everybody's <laughs> coming down. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I need these bitches gone. Off good the- luck, everybody else. <laughs> Thankfully, yeah. all the birds have like one HP. Y'all better be lucky I didn't have a fireball. I would have burned that shit in a second. And yeah. myself. <laughs> then myself. You're like you're like sitting at a table with your players starting a new... Oh, yeah, I just made this homebrew. And it's like three pages long. And it's like, they're reading it. And it's, like, it's really like bird-centric. Are you sure you're... And you're just like, I need this. I need this. Okay, I need I'm my my fear. Yeah, this is how I'm processing my trauma at the table, and I will yeah. not be judged. Is this a, <laughs> I think I've seen from Baldur's Gate. Is that all this is? Yeah, yeah, it's honestly. just that one seat. <laughs> that one little, yeah. Don't loot that corpse, word to the wise. You don't <laughs> yeah. get anything from it either, which is rude. I've been right. fine in the other combats, though, where they're like the crows will pop up like a mob or whatever. It's just that one specific because they, because they like, engulfed her in a torrent. I was like, I don't like this it's like a bird nato it's like for what reason (laughs) why is them sitting at a table this choreography writing that specific portion like what if we just like like a just a fuckload of birds just like the most birds that can fit on a screen yeah every bird that's in fucking and they're just like i'm I'm like that's god of war um we're gonna win game of the year anyway it doesn't matter it's fine just put it in just listen to them literally just throw more birds at it I'm sure it'll not have any repercussions towards any person's psyche ever. <laughs> but like for, for me, the my option is like when you're going through the like the whispering well or whatever, and like the spider webs cross over in front of the screen. I'm like, mm, no, mm-mm. I heard it. I yeah. heard it. Because my fear of spiders is from like going down. I had like a a playhouse like in our backyard when I was a kid and there was a little slide on it and I was like overly enthusiastic about slides as a child so I just book it straight for those bad boys with like no situational awareness and there uh, you you know where this is going yeah um, and I <laughs> yeah I had repressed this memory and then like Mm-mm. years later one day I was just thinking about why am I afraid of spiders and it came back to me 
and I was going down the slide and I went through the little arch and there was a spider right in the middle of it. And the spider hit me right between the eyes and the web went all over my face. And I screamed like someone was hacking my body apart with a knife. And my dad was out in the backyard with me. And my mom heard me inside the house on the other side of the house and came out like, what in God's name is happening? Why do they pick there? Why do they what? pick that right? spot? There's so many other better spots. There's so many you big trees. Think, we have you so think many of trees. The mentality of a spider when you're looking at like you know the the possible real estate to build your condo. You build your what net tree? for bug. You build your net for bug. You think bug go slide? No, no, no. Bug go bush. <laughs> bug go tree. Bug go <laughs> literally fucking bug, anywhere else. Now, like, like if you're walking through like a forest and you come, you go in between trees and you go through like. A banana spider is what we called them fucking down south, like an orb, orb weaver. If you go through now, those bad now viscerally. In their defense, they are beautiful. Uh, They're we beautiful had, and harmless, but look, if just you look at them, it's another one they, of those. They can trap a bird in those things. I know. For what yeah. reason? A guy I went to college with told me the most horrifying spider story I've ever heard. And like, like he was out in the forest in the middle of the night. And there was like this weird circle of trees in the forest, which like the white man and him that he entered the circle of trees in the forest Gotta. at night. No, you don't. It's in your DNA. You, I, like I can't explain it. What if it. there's a fake prince in there? Right. Could happen. You su- You just super. I can't relate. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> One, I have no sense no, of direction. What if there's a werewolf that's going to clap them cheeks? <laughs> what if the werewolf's hot? Like, we don't know. Well, we don't, these are the yeah, answered questions that we need. <laughs> I will judge him a little bit. But this is the skin of a killer, Mariah. He learned his lesson <laughs> because he entered through like the one set of trees that did not have an orb weaver web between them and then like shined a light. And there was a web in every other fucking thing, which again, why you shouldn't enter trees in the forest at night. Cause sometimes a little community of spiders is like, let's build a web and ev- between every tree, but one, and we'll catch some dumb white man who comes in here and we'll eat him. Because you, because you don't know how long of orb weaver spiders that are like, listen, what are we gonna do with them after? I played like, Ocarina of Time. We'll be eating the spider house where the people are like half spider, half listen, weird shit happens. Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, I can't. Just, A colony of fucking orb weaver spiders. Man, I've only ever seen one in real life, and my mother, avid gardener, loves yeah. loves bugs, mm-hmm. fucking loves them. Just the whole spectrum of bugs, and mm-hmm. like. I remember when I was a kid, I was probably like, like 12, 13. Like she beckoned me outside to be like, Aaron, come look at this. It's beautiful. And I saw it. And I literally thought that thing was going to come after me. Like it was so it big. Like they might. Me. You're like, I've seen dogs bigger, like smaller than this. I've seen like there's chihuahuas that are smaller. This fucking spider. Nightmares. Absolute nightmare fuel. You're no, like, you should you. live in Australia. How did you get over here, friend? I don't want to talk about Australia. You were on we the wrong I'll talk about a lot of, of stuff on this podcast, but I won't talk about Australia. Or weavers are one of those animals, and it's like when Pangea split, you were on the wrong part. You should have been on the Australia part. The other side, absolutely. <laughs> With the rest of the weird shit. Time for I a last one. Gang. Real bad one. I have one real bad one. I don't even know if I've told you this story, Mariah. 
Um, Probably not. But, but you can. L- little known fact: I'm Venezuelan. Like I was born in South America. Where I was in Caracas, a city that's basically in the middle of a rainforest. Me and my family went to like this little, <laughs> this little vacation house up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, very open concept house. Like, yeah, there's no real doorways. It's all arches and stuff. The only doors are like to the bedrooms and stuff. You need the ventilation. Um, yeah. So you get lots of little, little like lizards and whatever, just constantly like in the house. Little forest friends. Little forest friends. And I was an ungodly child in that like I woke up at 5 a.m. every single day. So my mom trained me from an early age to be like, don't bother the adults while they're still sleeping. So I would just beep up around the house and I was like, you know, what's real great about being a, like a little, little, little kid that wakes up at five and there's no adults up. I can have chocolate for breakfast and ain't nobody will say shit. So I would grab a little thing of chocolate no, just packed, so and no. I went to go sit on a balcony and like watch the hummingbirds and stuff. Oh, no. enjoy my little chocolate breakfast and <laughs> to the side, there's like an archway leading to the lobby mm-hmm. and I could see a shadow <laughs> just making no. its way down to no. And I no. turn, and it is a tar- like a tarantula from no. the South American rainforest, which means it's the oh, size of me, basically. That's too much, boy. That's it's time too to go, much boy. <laughs> and so it's just it's just crawling like down, like through the lobby, and essentially trapping me in my little my little balcony thing. It and also so, wants chocolate for breakfast. It's like, hey, are we having also cocoa wants chocolate for breakfast? Like, <laughs> and I remember thinking about like all the shit that I'd seen on Animal Planet and how how far they could fucking jump. And the that's fact- your first move. That's your first thought. Fuck. You got to be prepared. I respect. <laughs> I was like, you got to like, know the range you're still. working with. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna stay very still and let this thing crawl like enough of a distance. So eventually, once it started making its way down the stairs, I booked it. Yeah, ran for my goddamn life and went to my mom's room and woke her yeah. up. And I was like, "Mom, there's a spider. You need to go kill it." And she's like, "Thinking, she's thinking it's you know a little right, a little bitty spider, a normal friend." She grabs her fucking sandal, comes outside. A chocolate's not gonna do that. <laughs> it's not gonna be. In- and she goes back. Well, the chocolate is the mighty weapon. My dad, yeah, the chocolate, uh, like any good woman would. But yeah, she goes back in, gets my dad's fucking shoe. Gets reinforcements because she gets my grandma and my aunt involved. Grandma's got a broomstick. My aunt has like Terminator dual wielding bug spray or some shit. The correct. And they the correct. Yeah. It's fucking village. So the whole morning is women screaming. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. I hate it. Rowl it into the stairs and they finally kill the thing. And like baby spiders just. No, 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 no. I was fine until that. I was fine until that. That is that is like my greatest fear. (laughs) I saw a video of that on like Tumblr Mm -hmm. and it has haunted me forevermore. Of like if anything looks remotely like a thing that baby spiders might be in, I won't touch it. I'll wait till my dad comes to town and make him do it. You you're gonna need fire. You're gonna need fire. Yeah. Like that's no bottom no. line. Bare minimum. You're gonna need I was fire. Fi- I was fine until that. It was like no, a dude, funny haul. My, ha-ha my aunt emptied that goddamn but no. burn the house, burn the house down, start over. So I saw a TikTok. Break that, that stairwell had- off. A bunch, like it was a bunch of like fully grown men, like hanging out, screaming their heads off over. I think it might have been a spider, it might have been a cockroach, but regardless, they one of them had the spray, 
and they cut to a second portion of the video where like they had trapped it under a pool net and like there was just this huddle of the spray they decided not to step on it they didn't smash it with anything they just kept fucking spraying it through this pool net through the net yeah and it just like formed this massive puddle on their kitchen floor <laughs> honestly poisonous spray honestly <laughs> so just, I, like, I can't i can't talk shit I, I can't I can't say anything like, we're just because I'm gonna waterboard this bitch with <laughs> Yeah. And if we also get poisoned, then that's how like no one gets off the planet alive. <laughs> that's that's I, all I think about when I think about that like that spray or whatever. It's all I can imagine. Yeah. Oh, it's like let's all just huff some raid together, us and it's the spider. Time. It's time. <laughs> if this is how I die. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, so uh, oh. the bottom line of this story was that the worst D and D monsters, anything spider related, the worst D monsters is spiders. The age old question: mm, We solved, especially it. yeah, like early games. It's it's always either rats or spiders, and like yeah, spiders no, are just always the rough. Rats. It's just rough just start there. up with rats, rat men, any any variation of rat, rat. great enemy, rat king, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, just, there's much there's much depth to the rats that you can have, not so much with the spiders. They're very they're very you know <laughs> flat, very monotone. We hate them. They're, they're, vi- they're visceral. The spiders Hor- are a little story writing tactic. <laughs> spiders for for me. Just ignore the driders. Ignore Lolf. Ignore all of that. Shit. You skip it. The driders yeah. driders don't do anything for me. They kind of freak me out because of how they move. But like sure. they don't, I'm neutral on them. Okay. They do do it for me, but it's because I read fucked up smut. So, but you're that's also fair. not afraid of spiders. I'm also not afraid of spiders. Oh, that's how you cured your fear. I just need to read a bunch of smut. <laughs> I, well, I never smut. had a fear of spiders. <laughs> but the, at one point, it was it was very funny because it was a I read a lot of like monster romance books and all that good stuff and i remember seeing one and it was like the cover art was this like drider-esque looking thing and i was really on a kick of like this was around ice planet barbarians where it was mm-hmm. like everyone was going off about it i'm like i'm just gonna read it for the haha and then i blacked out and was like 21 books deep didn't know how that happened <laughs> so like you do. Really it'd be like it'd be like that as you do and so i was really just doing whatever and reading anything and i would i picked that one up and then i was like why am i so invested in this <laughs> spider apparently the story is actually good like it, i think it's really good i think See, i might have it every one of my friends is that like read smut they're always like Dude, you you have to like it's just so good, like the plot and the story. And I'm like, okay, all right, everybody, calm down. Like, Maybe I'll pick I one. I know up. that Everyone he's a relax. spider centaur, but if you hear me out, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, like when Ollie was pitching it to me, and I'm like, okay, how like web dominant is it? Because if <laughs> if it, if that's a role, I, it's not going to be for me. Because and then, the, and then the webs be like, are not my like, thing. There, there do be webs, but it's like Shibari? <laughs> and I was like, how visceral well, are the webs what described? Else? <laughs> also, he makes her a pretty dress out of the webs. So oh, okay, like, that's kind of nice. It's cute. Yeah, yeah I just... If, if we can suspend disbelief on what spider web feels like... Suspend. Okay. 
I can work with that, maybe. But if we're going to viscerally describe the reality of spider silk, no. I'm so sorry, but no. Dude. <laughs> I now have a situation. Ollie, I won't tell if you don't want me to. Because you told that horrific fucking spider story, I'm tempted to tell my, like, bird story. That you have heard, <laughs> actually. <laughs> you can tell your bird story. I can, I can bear through a bird story. Yeah. Okay. So... Childhood spring break with my parents. Uh, where I cannot remember where we were. It doesn't matter. It's location agnostic. We're at one of those hotels where like there's the balconies that face the pool, and it's it's like the it's nighttime. There's like one. It's the middle of the week, so like there's no one at the second hotel. There's like one man who's obviously here on a business trip, just trying to enjoy the pool, just down there swimming, living his life. It's beyond the man. <laughs> It's just another one of the dream scenarios. Yeah, just a, an innocent bystander. <laughs> like, we would go, like, a lot of, like, when we would go to, like, Galveston and stuff when I was growing up, like, we would feed the birds and stuff, which, like, Ollie, you would never. But, like, we would growing up. So, for some reason, my dad had the genius idea to be like, hey, let's take some crackers out there and feed the birds to me. I think my mom was like in the shower. She was not in the room for the, when this plan was hatched. The voice of reason was not present. Truly no. And so me, I'm like, obviously, yeah, that'll be so fun. And so we go out there. I'm expecting it to be like a, a gentle, like nice little experience. So we go out with our peanut butter crackers. And at first there's like one bird, that's nicely taking care. It's a fine time. Animal, animal planet moment. And then there's like three. And then there's like eight birds that are starting to just like do a little drive by like a cafeteria line mm-hmm. sort of thing going to get the crackers. And I, I'm looking at my dad. I'm like, is this is is this still fine? Like, like, do you as the adults still have control of this situation? And he seemed to. So I was like, fair, we're fine. And then it escalated quite quickly. And it went to like... 15 birds, 20 birds, 35 birds, a torrent, a literal tornado of birds <laughs> flying, not quite Baldur's Gate level, but like literally flying in formation in a cylinder <laughs> over the pool and sweeping in periodically <laughs> to grab crackers. I'm crying at this point. I'm scared. It's too many birds. Like, enough um, to make you wonder, like, are we going to be okay? <laughs> like, that feeling? Like, my dad, my dad is starting to slowly back away from the, trying to slowly back away from the banister as the birds are still trying to get the remaining peanut butter crackers that he holds. And he's trying to just gently push me through the sliding door of the hotel while trying to make sure the birds don't get in the room because the birds in the room. <laughs> We're we're dead in the water. This My mom will kill man. us all. I was just <laughs> yeah. And then like you just see, I have a very visceral memory of looking down through the slats in the like uh, banister <laughs> of board to see this man look up and see this biblical punishment we've summoned <laughs> over this holiday inn pool. It's <laughs> just a cylinder of birds, <laughs> and he just books it, which good on him. Good, good, good for you, sir. That was the only correct choice. <laughs> and then, like, I'm fully, I'm crying, I'm upset at this point. My mom yeah. hears this. It's not a huge hotel room. And so she steps out and she's like, sees 
through the glass door, my six foot tall father, me slightly to the right behind him, a cylinder of birds and the corpse of a packet of peanut butter crackers. And it's just like, what in the fuck is going on? <laughs> She's like, get in the goddamn room. What is wrong with you? We were like, we were just going to feed the birds. She's like, speechless. Because like, I, to this day, I don't know how they got there that fast. We're not talking about like a 30 Bro, minute they know. They bird feeding <laughs> period. They had to be echolocating or like tweet, like, literally like getting on tweeting. tweeting or like something tweeting. yeah i didn't mean to make that pun but i'm like this was in a matter of like Ooh. five to seven minutes maybe far too many and i love birds that's far too many it was birds. too many it was too it's many above a holiday and swimming pool i think the it's only birds that i've ever where you're like yeah if the birds get mad that i no longer possess peanut butter crackers they're coming for me oh that was a real concern that my father had which was yeah. why he was trying to usher us away from the banister <laughs> because we were running low on peanut butter. Like, turn around and that poor man that was at the pool will just be bones. Yeah. Yeah. The Floating. currency that was keeping <laughs> keeping this exchange afloat, which is the peanut butter crackers, were dwindling. And so that's like, we got to get some glass between us and this bird cylinder we've created. <laughs> Just like the the holiday and yeah, workers just like come out and they're just like scooping bones. <laughs> Literally, like, like to this to this day, God damn it! Oh, yeah. <laughs> to this day, like decades <laughs> later, I will still periodically think about one that man and what he thought was happening, and two, just like anyone else in that hotel that chose that moment to look out their patio, like balcony door. It was probably like fifty fifty. Like, between if i if i saw that now i would leave i would be like yeah. hey this isn't the hotel that i'm meant to be at i will go anywhere else i will check into literally any other holiday <laughs> in yeah <laughs> like a one-star review on fucking google <laughs> birds frequent yeah. this establishment not for me yeah, not not for you either promise how many birds are on location i do need to know <laughs> wilder google asking me that yeah god oh my god we my are dad and out. i always got into all sorts of weird so fucked up situations just because he's like this will be fun and lovely and end well and then it kind of didn't from that one it just sounds like it just decided to happen to you like it was fate like these birds are like that wasn't crackers. yeah no <laughs> that was part like partially on us but also like why sure. were they all there immediately where did they learn to fly in a cylinder yeah that's, that's there true. was something else afoot that was going on. I don't you know. You were the prey at that point, 100%. You had yeah, the prey. It felt, it felt, it on. truly felt like that. They were building it, up yeah. from cracker to, to baby. Honestly, maybe. As, yeah. as they do. It went, yeah. Because, like, it, it went from a, like, oh, this is such a cute, fun, like, moment of interacting with an animal friend to we have fully lost control of this situation and are not going to be able to get it back. Nature be too much sometimes. No, I, I, have, I have much respect for for many things in nature, and I can understand when I am not in my in my apex predator zone. Which, to be honest, none of us really are anymore because we've gotten lazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. like, God, yeah. Anytime I'm in the ocean, I'm like, mad respect. I will not be going further than like waist deep. No, that's <laughs> not for me. The cruise ship that was go went through the Drake Passage. There's no amount of money you could pay me. None. No. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. I had to think about what you were talking about for a second. It's like, oh, okay. Anywhere yeah. where there are like, I mean, the idea of like a rogue wave. I love the theme of this podcast, just mean random shit that horrifies us. But the reason, because Ollie, like, you can include in your campaigns. On a, I'll, yeah. I'll name it like DM inspiration for if you want to terrify your players. Un- unhinged inspiration. Yeah. Like, we all, okay, we almost went on a cruise like a couple of years ago and then it didn't. We ended up not going because COVID of it all. But, like since then, like Ollie loves cruises, has been begging us all to go on a cruise. One, our one from Dex also does not fuck with the ocean at all. If she can't see the, like anything more than a river is like, she's not even a lake girly. She's like, if I can't see the bottom, it's not for me, which like fair. I, one of the main reasons that I won't go on a cruise <laughs> is because of rogue waves. that are a thing that exists. And just like the idea that you could be in the ocean and then staring down an 80 foot wall of water is a no for me. Yeah, no, that's definitely one of my it's a no for top me. two f- worst fears, 100%. Was I allowed for yeah. having me live rent-free on, like, North Sea content? And I'm yeah. Like, yeah, that shit is terrifying no. to see, like, a giant oil barge that's being dwarfed by a wave and just no. tossed around like a goddamn mm-hmm. rubber ducky. That's not for you. No. And it's like no. the people getting, like, pulled into the sea. No. No. Dude, Finding Nemo did something to me as a child. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, just like that scene where, like, it's just open water and that fucking predator fish going after mm-hmm. Nemo's mom. Like, coral reef and then just nothing but open water. That I, I didn't want to watch that scene ever as a kid. I just fast-forwarded it. That's I fair. still do that. I, had that, I would do that now. The first, time, the first time I ever went scuba diving, we were, like, in Destin and stuff. And then my, my, my family was like, oh, we'll let... Ale and like my little cousin go scuba diving. So we did like the quick little lesson and it was like barely scuba diving. It was literally like just going deep enough to like check out this little coral reef. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like deep water diving. No, you have air tanks and shit. Um, we were just offshore, like, they, but we had to make sure like obviously don't wear any jewelry because like barracudas do be attracted to shiny things and all that. And so we went. Those fun like, tips that having... they tell you just before you <laughs> jump in. Cute tips. You don't want to get fucking. You've rocked by a barracuda. Get by a barracuda. Do not wear your Cartier ring. Put that Jesus. Away. <laughs> um, anyway. But yeah, we we went and stuff. And I remember having, because I've snorkeled plenty. Yeah. But I remember having the moment of like, we're getting deeper and deeper. And obviously like you have a respirator, you're able to breathe. But my body mm-hmm. was like, my body had a, like a primal reaction of like, hey girl, what the fuck? Like, we're not supposed to be this deep and still able to breathe. So, yeah. like, I remember having to, like, logic brain my way out of a panic attack that my body was having. It was, like, a mm-hmm. very mind-body separation moment. Because I was, like, I can't go into a panic attack right now because then I'm going to use all my air. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be in a not great situation. And eventually I got it under control, but it was, like, a, like a hey, we're a little too deep and this doesn't feel natural like this doesn't feel like it should be happening yeah um, but it's like the this, surface this, is up there where there's air yeah there's not <laughs> my, air down my body here was like this should don't make sense what what was happening yeah. and we were down looking at the coral and stuff and i was like oh yeah this is cool whatever and then i don't know what possessed me but i decided to turn around and i saw the expanse of the fucking abyss and the ocean and i was like because I think I, I think it was literally i saw a little fish like swim away and when i like turned mm-hmm. to go watch it i realized like one the periphery of being in goggles and like you do not yeah. have you're like a race horse you, you just have blinders on yeah and then seeing that little fish go and then just seeing at what point did i stop seeing the fish and mm-hmm. it was far closer than i liked yeah for me to not be able to see the fish anymore 
and be like, cool, anything could be just like yeah. 10 feet away from me. <laughs> and I have no idea, nor can I hear it, nor can I feel it. And I'm like, cool, this, I'm good. I'm done. I would like to go to the surface now. Thank you. So it's super nice visiting this habitat. I'm I'm all the way good. <laughs> yeah, I had the full moment of like, yeah, no, I am not an apex predator. I can't even swim fast down here. I got a whole goddamn yeah. tank and sh- and I'm a good swimmer. Would not be able to outrun nothing in the social. Yeah. And you know, gang, aren't we killing the coral reefs? Let's just stop coming down here. Just like period. Let's just save yeah, the ocean. Just leave it. Be. Just leave it alone. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Like, no, we need to know what's at the bottom of the Marianas Trench. No, we don't. Oh, no, we don't. One of the funnest facts I know about the ocean is that NASA originally was tasked with exploring the ocean. Exploring the ocean. And then they were like... And they were like, space is easier. After a while, they were like, we discovered some things about the ocean. The rest of this is classified. Let's move to space. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's... Which leave. is so wild. <laughs> yeah. What if we just don't... Do anything else down here. Yeah. As fast as possible. Get they're like, we They're like, we checked it. It's like when you're trying to, you go to tell your mom that you can't find something. You're like, I definitely looked for it. It's like, we we gave it a once over. There's nothing here. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Trust me. The highest paid Meanwhile, there's just the Cthulhu, like, <laughs> Just <laughs> It's like that fucking Subnautica shit where like once you get advanced oh, enough to start going deep enough and you're like, cool, this is awesome. I'm like down up in this in these trenches and you turn around and a goddamn kaiju is just chilling out here. You're like, cool, mm-hmm. cool, 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 cool. You're like, this is a different game now. This is a different fucking game. Remember when we were just looking at I got fish? to see some gameplay of that shit. And like when the notification it gives you comes on. I was like watching and I was like, oh my God, this looks, this looks so good. I, I can't wait to like put this in my steam library. And that notification happened and I was like, oh, it's not chill. Okay. It's not chill. It's not, it's chill. not chill. We're not doing that. No, no, no. We're not doing that. Not chill. It's not Unreal. chill at all. But yeah, we can include all of these fears and more in your next campaign. <laughs> your next game. <laughs> I know. Truly. Oh, Underwater spider birds. Underwater spider birds in groups in large formations spiraling. <laughs> to be in honest, there are there are spider like fish that look like and sea creatures that just are spiders oh, that live in the ocean. Yeah. Which is why it. I don't fully trust spiders. Like, why do you live on every form of land and sea and space? Are spider crabs, dude. Don't look those up. It's t- it's terrifying. No. no. Unreal. My goodness, um, <laughs> we we are well over our time here, but this has been lovely. I love, I love, I love <laughs> venting about our story. This has been a lovely unhinged episode. <laughs> Good, I'm glad I could uh, come on. I love and- it. And go through therapy with you all. This was go through. Yes, this was good therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I love that, like, we were going to talk about topics like railroading or sandbox. sandbox. Yeah. Pains. Nah, nah, you're good. No, you're good. No. But yeah, you can take this and run with it 100%. I feel confident. Yeah. I feel yeah. good. <laughs> Stay out of the forest at night. Don't feed Stay birds. Out of the forest at night. Peanut butter Don't crackers on a holiday in balcony. Yeah, leave the coral. Um, Stay yeah, away from October. the ocean. 2024 to write your campaigns you got plenty of time gang yeah yeah use all of it <laughs> don't climb ladders if you pass out oh my yeah <laughs> um i could do step ladders but like anything above that it's over it's game Fair. over you just gotta know your limits yeah that could be a puzzle honestly 
Yeah. What? The air is really thin in here, but you have to get up on this ladder. <laughs> Roll a constitution. Yeah. I'm on the first step. Roll a constitution. Roll a constitution. <laughs> you heard what I said. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, this has been a blast. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this. You want to give us uh, one more time where people can find you? And if you've got any, like, exciting projects or anything coming up, feel free to plug. Yeah. You can find me uh at that big ddenergy.com make sure you put the other d in there otherwise you go to a, a you know another website you don't want to go there truly uh, <laughs> a typo will send you on a whole other internet adventure <laughs> we thought about fixing it at one point but we were just kind of like can't do it nah, that's pretty funny you're committed to the it is. Um, it's, pretty, it's pretty good branding yeah right um but <laughs> You can find us at thatbigddenergy.com. You can listen to the podcast. You can find all of our socials there as well. Still continuing on with the uh, nonprofit aspect of it. We are considering starting a podcast network dedicated to TTRPGs and mental health called the Constitution Save Podcast Network. So be on the lookout for some information with that. And we'll, uh, we'll see you then. That is very, very cool. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Table Talk is a podcast brought to you by Mythos Media Productions, bringing you a new episode every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at TabletalkRPG, or check us out at our website, mythosmediaproductions.godaddysites.com. All business inquiries can reach out to us via email at info at mythosmediaproductions.com.